46 of the Witchy Podcast. I am Colin. This is Stu. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and I can't, I don't, I'm not really sure how to launch into this because it it's shitty. Um, yeah. But as as we're recording, um, we know that uh, I think it was yesterday uh, the wrestler. Ex-wrestler Scott Hall had uh, suffered from multiple heart attacks as part of a complication for hip surgery. Nothing drug-related or anything like that. And uh, he is on life support. Hmm. Which is really shitty. Yeah. Um, Because I know Hall would be in his, what? 60s. He'd be in his 60s. Uh, Man, he's around the same age as Sting, who is fucking jumping off balconies through tables. Yeah. He should be jumping off balconies through tables as well. Well, maybe not, but... Uh, No, maybe not Hall, no. Hall's had a bit of a rougher life than than Sting, to be fair, because we know Hall's had some abuse problems in the past, but... um, but, but, It's still still shitty to see. We we know Scott Hall's one of the guys that... uh, DDP pulled out of that hole, and he's been good yeah. since like he went into the Hall of Fame back in 2014, um, and and that was him, you know, got himself clean, got his life straight for that. He's also been you mm. know supporting his son, who's getting into wrestling, yep. um, and and there's just the thing from like yeah, like hip surgery is pretty common for wrestlers to do. It's I, it's my thing. It was just it was what was considered a basic surgery and it's just gone so wrong but I know obviously there was a statement put out today saying that he's on life support but his family are coming together and they're I don't know whether they're going to discuss taking him off or they are going to take him off but I um, think it was Kevin Nash that said they would they're just waiting on his family to arrive and then they will um, take him off life support which will likely he will pass Uh, on then um like chances are he could start, you know, there's the possibility that he could start breathing on his own, but I don't think, uh, mm. I don't think the outlook is, is particularly good. Um, but yeah, you, you don't want to go in, <laughs> you, you eulogize him while the man's still alive, but you know, no. you just think back on, on the stuff he's done. Never got to where never he should have been because he should have been a world champion, which he never was. I still can't believe he wasn't. Yeah, I only found out the other day too that he was never a world champion. What's that again? Blows my mind. Hey? Yeah, like, the, like you look at the guy, it's like that's that's right up Vince's alley. Aye. Um because he's a big guy too. He's at what six, 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 seven at least. He was huge, huge. Um. And he had the look and the swagger and all, because you always know him with the toothpick. He always came out with the, the toothpick, just oh, looking I, like he didn't give a shit. Like, just cool as, knows, cool as you, you like. Know, when you're like, hey, yo. Like, <laughs> you, know, you know straight away what you're talking about. And uh, it's, yep. for any wrestling fan, um, that whole persona of the, the Razor Ramon, like, it is, yep. he is just taking it straight from Scarface, but if anyone does mm-hmm. an impression like that, you'll straight away go, that's Razor Ramon, you won't go, that's Tony Montana, because Scarface no. is the most overrated <laughs> film of all time, uh, <laughs> but, you know, you know, 
Scott Hall's one of the most underrated wrestlers of all time. He definitely was underrated. And obviously he was part of one of the biggest sort of things that ever happened in wrestling when but the NWO was formed. That, though, what's interesting, mm-hmm. he is one of the few guys in WWE or F at the time that has a five-star match rated by Meltzer, which was his first ladder match with Shawn Michaels. Of course. The second ladder match only got four and three-quarter stars, I think. (laughs) Jesus. Because Meltzer. (laughs) Because Um, Meltzer. um, Yeah, the the guy basically, they, they didn't invent the ladder match, I don't think, but... They they made it a thing, hundred percent made it a thing. Like that whole angle with, uh, you know, them both having the uh, intercontinental title that AEW yep. kind of just did with Sammy and Cody, which was a direct yep. sort of, you know, one laugh. Hamash. Yeah, I guess you would call it that. Um, where I say we know Shawn Michaels left. Um, Mm-hmm. Uh, Razor won the won the intercontinental t- title. Then Shawn Michaels came back and says, "Hey, I'm still champion." Of well, let's have a match, um, mm-hmm. which Razor wins. But he's, I put him up there as one of the best intercontinental titles. So I'm not not just saying that because of the, the situation, or one of the best mm-hmm. intercontinental champions. And yeah, the the big moment the you were getting at. Then, um, obviously, was. When the, they left, him and Nash left, as they were the insiders in WWF at the time, and they joined WCW together as the same tag team still, which was kind of a rarity, because normally when you left one company, you you were rebranded and you came in as something else, and your history was not mentioned. But they came waltzing in to WCW as the outsiders, still tag teaming up and obviously started attacking WCW people, which obviously then, uh, mm. you know, Hogan was going to sort this out. But no, Hogan joined them and the NWO was formed. And Hogan saw the right on the wall and jumped on the bandwagon. Oh, he did. Uh, he did. Um, but I know obviously the, the, the equivalent of the NWO these days is the Bullet Club. Um, but... I still yeah. think the NWO was probably the biggest thing in that era that will ever Fuck have man, happened. It changed wrestling. Um, yeah. If you think about it, like, like this is 96, um, mm-hmm. and let's say 95 running up that, kayfabe was kind of still a thing then. It was, yes. Um, and these guys just went, why the fuck are we doing this shit? Just torpedo it. Um did the, the like the curtain call famously when Nash and Hall were leaving? Um, yep. You know, but Shawn Michaels, Triple H, and all they're all supposed to be fighting each other, and they all hug uh, at a mm-hmm. house show, um, which uh, WWE didn't like too much. Um, yep. And then them to just show up unannounced uh, at the show, and everyone's like, "Is this an invasion thing?" They're using their real names, um, and then like to pretty much start the attitude era pretty like like uh, the attitude yeah. in wwe was the answer to what wcw was doing that's what they had to do because mm-hmm. you know wcw with the nwo coming in was getting you know let's be more real let's be more edgy um and uh, wwf at the time had to respond and to do that with this stuff and it's it's one of them things is like you 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 just had these two 
and you just let them go. Yeah. And, try, and try, try to keep them going with different wrestlers and thought no one would notice. Yeah, stupid shits. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that was embarrassing. The, the NWO was definitely like, um, it, it actually made a lot of people as well. I mean, before the NWO, Sting was still Surfer Sting. And then yep. obviously Sting became Crow Sting when Hogan turned. Because obviously, again, back in those days, yeah, we're obviously used to bad guy Hogan these days. But in, these, in those days, this idea, Hogan being a heel was... It, it wouldn't have ever crossed your mind, and I think it was, I think it was Hall came up with the idea of. I know Hogan said he always wanted to be a heel, and Vince would never let him do it because he was too popular and all the rest of it. So when this idea the NWO was happening, I'm pretty sure Hall was the one that went. We we have to bring Hogan in, and there was a sort of a lot of people like, don't know about that. Don't know if people believe it. And it's like, well, we'll have him just fucking squash people in and be a real bastard, and obviously yeah, like, the the the. Yeah. The mad turn when Hogan did that, people couldn't believe what they were seeing. <laughs> uh, like Hall was so so good at um, like seeing trends in 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 culture, pop culture, and bringing that in to, to wrestle and to keep it relevant. So like that's what he mm-hmm. did with WCW. He's like, boy, it's this cartoon character bullshit. It's not working anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Let's do something else. Uh, as you said, Sting. Like, I I do think his like saying oh he created the you know the crow sting is like you might go go a wee bit too far. It's like he watched uh-huh. the crow, saw this is super popular, and went that would really fit well for sting, and that that's mm-hmm. what he did. Um, to to which sting did, and now we see him jumping through fucking tables 30 years like, later so as you as you just said yourself when people go hey yo they, they think of razor ramon instead of tony montana when people see the black and white makeup do they think of the crow or do they think of sting instead now you know well i still <laughs> to, haven't to me, watched i still haven't watched the crow so probably <laughs> well i but even even as a fan of both i think i think i see sting before i see the crow now because well, obviously to be the, fair, you've the crew was one movie, and Sting's been going for thirty <laughs> fucking years. <laughs> there two two crew films. Oh, there's a shitload of crew movies, but there's only one that matters. Simple oh, right. as that. It's that's how it works. Um, but yeah, yeah, because obviously you've had thirty years of, of the the Stinger and only ninety minutes of a decent crew movie. Uh, Sting has kind of made the crew more popular than the crew ever did, but. Obviously, that was Hall's idea. Hey, this looks cool. This would suit you pretty well with this whole invasion angle or this whole you know, thing we're going to do. And it, it did. It worked so well with, you know, with Sting feeling betrayed by Hogan and WCW and all. But uh, that was definitely one of the biggest things that ever happened. Um, and there's been obviously so many groups have tried to sort of emulate. And even as, he, as the years went by, the NWO started getting watered down. There was different versions of the NWO and all this here. But Yeah. Uh, but even then, Hall and Nash still like became the outsiders. Like, yep. The uh, or what? No, it was Wolfpack, wasn't it? Wolf, the NWO read the Wolfpack guy. They they split off and they were sort of the face version mm-hmm. of NWO. Yeah, they were the good guy version. Because they recruited Sting to the Wolfpack, and this was a big deal because instead of having the black and white face, he had the red and black face. That was the whole big thing. But yeah, yeah, I mean, it was. One of the biggest things that happened during the day, and then obviously, time went by. Um, Hall had some problems; he was in impact for a while, and things like that. Oh, that shit's um, hard to watch. It is hard to watch. 
Uh, but one of one actually one of my favorite recent hall memories, and I know that, I, I know I shouldn't, but I used to, I popped for this. I remember being in your house when this happened, and I popped when it was this thing and Triple H match at that mania, and it still pissed me <laughs> off they didn't use Sting's proper music. But uh, when the fucking end, which they had the rights to, but when the NWO came out, I fucking popped. <laughs> I lost my shit. <laughs> Fucking Hall and, and Hall was still doing the wee walk it all coming down. I was like, this is class. I, I don't know why the NW were helping Sting, but I don't fucking care because they're it here. No sense amazing. whatsoever. It, it made <laughs> no. sense to Vinnie Mac, and that's all that mattered. <laughs> oh, Jesus. But I, I did. I lost my mind. That was brilliant. But yeah, that was. I think that was the last time I actually seen Hall in a ring. I know he's probably done maybe wee appearances here and there but yeah he no way he would have been well retired by then was he not on mm-hmm. some AEW thing Wasn't he? actually yeah, he may have he may have been a talking or just showing he may have been a talking or was he on a did he do a vignette at the start when AEW first kicked off did he do like a you no know, they had all the different people talking about the big deal that AEW was I can't quite remember I think I, you're I, right I, I remember him wearing because he had that jacket that was done like his yes you know the the black and white jacket that was done like his mm-hmm. his gear would have been. <gasps> was it during the FTR Sting Derby match? Actually, remember the FTR came out like the NWO. Was he in the crowd for that mm. match? Might have been. Might have been. Might have been. Um. But I. Yeah, I mean, can't understand the the influence this guy's had. If he had, if he kept himself right. Who knows mm-hmm. what he could have been? Now. Uh, like he, he, he'd been oh. going for a while even before he like sort of hit the the big time reason world because he debuted back in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, he was a he was. I think this was another Magnum, obviously Magnum the, Scott Hall. <laughs> he had the Magnum big, Scott mustache, and then he was the the <laughs> diamond stud as well with uh, DDP. The diamond stud. The guys obviously from that era are all having sort of problems even just because of obviously the 80s the bigger you were the more you got on tv the more you got on tv the more you got paid so there was obviously a lot of roid abuse and things like that even back then i mean you look at the size of some of them boys back in well it's steroids isn't isn't the problem when it when it comes to that stuff obviously steroid abuse is bad for your heart Mm -hmm. but uh, the the main problem the wrestlers have uh, where the addiction stuff comes in you don't really you don't get addicted to steroids is the painkillers and that was uh, part of his problem the painkillers and the drinking Uh, because Mm -hmm. you're taking those bumps and then you're just getting in a car and making the next town and it's like how do you deal with the pain because yeah, wrestling is fake and all, but you know the 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 guys falling down and slamming and getting hit that that part's real and it fucking yeah. hurts. So yep. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to deal with that. The 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 mm. industry's got gotten better with that over time, um, which is is good to see. Um, but yeah, unfortunately for for Scott, he was just in the. The fucking, the peak of that, he that was shit. In, he was in the thick of that uh, big time. Yeah, it's it's way too common the story from from that time period. It's like way way too it's common. Ha- uh, it's happening more and more. That's yeah. 
I I don't even know what to say. Gears say like I hope he pulls through. It's it's not likely. We'll probably next week mm. say confirming that he's that he's passed on. Well, what can you do? Mm. Hope for the best. Prepare for the worst. <laughs> I don't know. If he does pass, I hope that Kevin Nash is right and that God's waiting there with a gold toothpick. <laughs> <laughs> Because he fucking earned it. He definitely did. But, uh, like you say, I don't know what they say, so I guess we just hold our breath and see what happens. Let's move on then. Um, Hmm. So, video games. I didn't talk about Elden Ring last week, so I'm going to talk about it. (laughs) I find find reasons to talk about it. Uh, Oh, the speedrunners! Well, first thing I was going to say, someone beat it with a banana. Oh, I've seen that. I, th- I don't know if they beat the whole game or just a certain boss. <laughs> that guy's uh, done Dark Souls playthroughs with bananas as well. Uh, <laughs> if you're confused of what, what that is, it's like it's electrodes attached to a banana that go into like a circuit board and you hit the bananas for the buttons on the con- controller and then go. <laughs> Yeah, the speedruns. Speedrunners have gone fucking nuts. It's one guy in, in particular, uh, Distortion 2, um, keep, keeps breaking his own record. He had it under an hour and then 33 minutes. Now he's got it down to 27 minutes or something nuts like that. Jesus. Um, That's yeah, this wild. Is, <laughs> this is what's called an any percent speedrun. And if you're not familiar yes. with speedrunning, that is a, you finish the game and uh, you can do as little as the content as you want. Because of the nature of speedrunning, you're going to do the absolute minimum that you have to do mm-hmm. to get to the credits. Um, and I That includes watched, even glitches. Yep. Well, you do get well, no glitch runs. I think this isn't one of those, so it will take, um, it will take full... Uh, Full advantage of, of glitches and stuff, and I'm guessing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing torrent comes in. <laughs> torrent's double jump probably comes into play a lot. Uh, uh, a lot. I haven't watched it because I haven't finished the game and I don't want to spoil it for myself. Mm. Uh, but yeah, it's fucking nuts. Um, how? But I, I do love watching speedruns. Um, there's something really. I don't even know what what the feeling is, but just seeing someone take this game that's really hard and completely trivialize it is mm. it's weird. Um, I enjoy no hit runs. No hit runs are good as well, but you, usually mm. a speed run will be a no hit run because usually ah. if if you're getting hit, that's probably that run fucked. Mm. Um. Yeah. Uh, the game's been out like three weeks three weeks uh, and already the word record is under half an hour <laughs> it's just unbelievable there's a good YouTube channel if you want to like get into speedruns uh, it's, it's called Tomato Anus I, I'm not making <laughs> that up that is what it's called um, it's a guy just he he is a speedrunner himself he mostly does the Fallout games um 
but the what he does is he works with other speedrunners games and we'll put up a video where he commentates over the top of them doing a run and explains everything that they're doing the reason why they're doing it mm. and how, why it works it's really really good sometimes you could be watching a speedrun and not have a clue what's going on but it's just clipping through walls and all and you're like hey, what wait where'd that come out of <laughs> um yeah so I, I've still been playing. I haven't been playing anything else. I don't, I'm not sure about you. Um, I jumping back and forward with chivalry and a couple of other wee things on the Switch. But no, Elden Ring is my main game until obviously two weeks when Ghostwire comes out. That'll probably take over me then. I I had a small problem doing a quest What's line. That? Um, so I I've been doing the quest line with the the blind woman. And you give her the the grapes. Oh yeah, yeah, the eyeballs. Yeah, I wasn't gonna say what they were, but there you go. Oh shit, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, re- read the um, read the item description there of the uh, shibari <laughs> grapes, and you'll see, find out that they're actually human eyeballs that you've been feeding to this woman, which is a bit fucked up. Uh. So there comes a part in her quest where she finds that, well, you basically tell her, hey, you're eating eyeballs. Um, But she'll send you off to find a guy to take a different kind of quote-unquote grape, I don't know what this is, um, to bring back so she can eat it. Um, And it's supposed to be done as an NPC invader uh, Mm -hmm. in a certain point, and it just will not spawn for me. He won't. Mm. He won't invade, and it's like, and it's like be- because of be- because of the nature of Elden Ring and other Souls games. You're like, is this a bug, or have I just not done something to trigger this? Uh, that is a big thing because your woman still won't appear for me. Yeah, I, I don't know what her. I don't know what her beef is with me. Yeah, I. The, that could be a bug again. I, I've been looking around, you know, people with these theories is like oh if you if you go and um, beat the boss like the you know the the tree sentinel mm-hmm. or the tree guardian boss um that'll that stops you from uh being invaded and some of it uh, i think that's bullshit because people said no oh, i'd done that and i got invaded by him um yeah so it it could well be a bug <laughs> Maybe someone we're missing. Mm. Fuck knows. <laughs> it looks like I'm not finishing that quest line. Just a bit disappointed. Disappointing. But gives you a reason to play through it again. I can't even fathom starting starting this thing again. I know. Same. I, not I, not I've, this year anyway. <laughs> I, I've been playing this so much and like I've got I, I don't I don't feel any closer to the end <laughs> as well as they were just like the size well i haven't even approached that fucking big ass mountain that's still grayed out um i'm just at the capital now um and it does very much seem like the game's like oh we're getting serious now uh, <laughs> no more pulling our punches but here's here's a tree garden guardian as a normal enemy just just walking down the street of the capital. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, oh, is that where the two of them are at the gate? Oh no, that's that's the that's the tree sentinel, the tree or the horse boys. I'm talking about the the big guys that are made of tree. Oh, the actual big trees themselves, just as a normal enemy. Yeah, Great. but the yeah the two two tree sentinels together was a fun fight. Hmm. But it's like I managed to get them separated using the door, uh, and then <laughs> once you had them separated, it was easy enough. Ah, uh, once. Uh... I was lucky. I was able to sort of get up behind one of them and do a lot of damage with the club before the first, before the second one was able to sort of get around and get attacking me. So I was able to sort of get one of them badly, badly damaged and then sort him out and then just get the second one. Yeah. I think the answer to doing that fight might be get off the horse. Mm. Because... I, I was off the horse for the first one and then on the horse for the second one. Yeah, once you're one-on-one, horse it all the way because they they mm. can't touch you, but uh, find when I'm trying to fight on the horse, there's a lot of, oh, I'm behind the, the other guy, but I'm going to swing my axe through him and hit you, and you can't yeah. see it coming. Yeah, yeah. It's all right, after I beat them two, I stumbled straight into another boss. The big crater uh, beside where them two are. Oh, yes. And how'd you find that I one? went, oh, I bet him as well, but I was literally down to my last flask, and I was like, oh, please, God, please, God, please, God. <laughs> So, so that was about two, two minutes, because there's a good chance that people haven't done this. So mm. we've seen something that the, the boss you were talking about, yes. we saw something like that up in a crater in the yep. volcano. Uh, up the that mountain. was a big version of it. And we were like, holy shit. Uh, that's, uh, as with most bosses in this, you're like, fuck, this is an intimidating thing and it wrecks you in one hit. Um, but then mm-hmm. fighting that other one and sort of getting a feel for its moveset, you're kind of like, ah, can I take that guy? Mm. Um, thinking, should we, should we maybe go up and have a have another look at him? Uh, but obviously we couldn't co-op it because you can't have your horses. I was fighting the other one without my horse. Again. All right, uh, I was beating uh, shit that in with the horse. Yeah, uh, I, I find... Like, like when you get off your horse, you definitely, if you're two-handing a big weapon, you're doing a lot more damage off the horse. Hmm. But with the club on the horse, I was, remember I was telling you, I do that thing where I like fucking polo ball boys. Uh. It actually staggers bosses quite a bit as well, which is handy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, mm. would be pretty handy. Um, but I'm starting to see a lot more of the, uh, what do you call the, the guys you're having trouble with? That everyone has trouble with in the armor that don't stagger. Oh, the Crucible Knights. Crucible Knights. Yeah, starting to see a Pricks. lot more of them just out in the world wandering around. You're like, what oh, the fuck it. are you doing here? <laughs> so, <laughs> I still haven't figured out, still haven't got those guys completely figured out, but uh, I think that it's the games being like, yeah, it's time, it's time to get get the crucible night down so that you're beating them consistently because mm. I've only seen them as bosses and might who knows maybe you got lucky that one time uh, mm. but then if you happen to fight them all the time you need to sort of learn their moveset it's almost doing like a, a classic doom day isn't it like where it'll go right here's a boss and then from the next level on that boss is now just a standard enemy <laughs> uh, Dark Souls done this as well you have the capper demon um mm. and the Taurus demon? Like 
you know, the, the very first boss in, in Dark Souls mm. uh, shows up as a just a normal enemy. But by that time, um, you know, you're just eating them for breakfast. Uh, you're wrecking them. What did you think of seeing uh, a certain certain someone who gave a lot of people a lot of trouble showing up again and except you being a lot more powerful this time oh i wrecked them oh it was fun <laughs> i was oh i remember you you bastard let's do this again only this time i'm on a horse and i'm a lot stronger stagger 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 <laughs> yeah that was fun it was the fact that he came in with his wee speech and all. I was like, I'm not even going to give you time to finish, you bastard. And just wailing him in the back of the head. <laughs> I didn't get that feeling because I fucked him up on my first try. I, <laughs> I obviously went to him far too early when I was still in Pantsway Club. And I kept trying and trying and going, Jesus, game is uh, but brutal, isn't it? And then I remembered, oh, it's open world. I better go explore him first. <laughs> I thought I'm doing it as his speech. I think that's what the game expects. So that's like your your first boss, and it's like mm-hmm. people are gonna. They know people are gonna have trouble with them, and people do. I may as well say mm. it's, it's it's Margaret. Margaret, we're we're talking about here, um, mm. and a lot of people have trouble with them, um, and that's the. So they're like, oh, you've done, you've progressed now, you've gotten better. So let's throw them at the player again and let the player really fuck them up. Um, mm. Which feels good. Um, mm-hmm. But like I said, I beat him first time, so I thought his speech was like, uh, do you really want more? Because you didn't <laughs> do too well last time. Called yeah. him a toe rag. Yeah. Little toe rag. <laughs> <laughs> right. But just Elden Ring, still great. <laughs> still great, you should watch it. Um, um, right, so... State of play. We had a Sony mm-hmm. does state of play with not a lot in it. It was a trailers for a lot of stuff that's out really soon, like uh, Ghostwire Tokyo, uh, Stranger of Paradise, which is that Final Fantasy thing, um, Forspoken, which just got delayed, got delayed. Uh, mm. to October. Um, if I'm honest, sh- there's only two games that caught my eye. There was. It was one of them Gundam Evolution, which is the first-person shooter Gundam. Oh, I forgot about that. You should be all over that. It looks pretty fucking good. If it's not you know written what, with microtransactions, it could actually be fun. Do you know what it reminded me of, actually? Uh, Splitgate. Yeah, that kind of fast-paced... Uh, mm. First-person shooter, but it looks like it's got a wee bit of Overwatch in it as well. Like it's you know mm-hmm. this this uh, Gundam the robots has these abilities. Things. Yeah. Um. Now I'm pretty sure I know the games you're talking about. Um, I suppose one of them is is they're making that uh, Kaiabunga collection. Fuck yeah! Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, I'll be having that. Man. Don't encourage Konami just to like bundle things up, charge too much money for them, and think that's what they can do. Well, if if they fucking charge an arm and a leg, they'll be told to get the fuck like. Just but if they ask for a couple of pirate them, pirate the fuck out of these. So this, <laughs> this is the sort of things. Like, to be fair, I already own them anyway, but it's just handy to have them on the PlayStation. So I just press yeah, a button and play them when I fancy. 
and if it's like cheap enough. Like, are they, like I don't are know they for doing, Castlevania stuff. Are they doing anything to them, though? Like, do, well, does I'd, Tournament well, Fighters have netcode? Can you play that online? Because if it doesn't, what the fuck are you doing, Konami? What the fuck are you doing? Jesus, how you'd expect something like that? I'd expect it not to have it, because, just because it's Konami. And mm, that's, true, true. that's how they are. Um, but the thing that... The, the, to myself, you see, the thing I'm excited about is they have both the arcade and the SNES version of Turtles definitely, in Time. Definitely does have the arcade version, yeah. Mm. Uh, oh, aye, aye, that's that's the thing they were saying. The, they're tech, so they are technically saying there's 13 games, but there's two and three versions of each game in some case. In fact, there's three versions of Tournament Fighters. I think there actually is two Tournament Fighter games. Like two separate games. All oh, right. Well, I know that they just have the could, tournament could. fighters on this, and it's three different versions. You have the the SNES, the arcade, and might be Mega Drive. Not too sure, but um, yeah, it's it's thirteen different turtle. Well, it's quote unquote thirteen different turtles games. And the thing is, I, back then, they, back then, chances are the different versions, console versions, were actually different developers and will be significantly different. I, Mm-hmm. Aye, because the Mega Drive never got Turtles in Time. Instead, they got their own different game called the Hyperstone Heist. Yes. I remember that being a big thing. So, But aye, like, if they're not asking too much, like if they turn and go, we want 25 quid for this, they'll be told, hey, get the fucking on me. <laughs> get away, they fuck 25 quid for a couple of Turtle games. But if they turn and go, I guess fucking eight pound, we'll be like, all right then. Hmm. <laughs> It's but just again, game, because there's yeah. 13 of them, they might go, I we want a load of money because there's 13 games. It's just the the idea of them, oh, these are, we, we're going to sell this, and like not a single person there was involved with the creation of these. It's like... Mm. Mm. But then I know, obviously, um, this will also build up excitement for the new Turtles game that the Streets of Rage 4 guys are making. None has nothing to do with Konami. Nothing to do with them at all. Mm. Um, which is a good thing because the Streets of Rage 4 guys are really good at making games they are the, the dot, dot emu mm. guys, um, yeah a couple or, a couple of, lot of square stuff in this um, uh, especially near the end so you had that Diofield Chronicle which I don't know that's some sort of weird tactics game uh, mm. And then that Valkyrie Elysium, which looks like a PS3 game. It looks. It looked really bad. Alter pish. I <laughs> Jin, hope it's in Jin. like really, really early development, and maybe Jin. they showed it a bit too soon. Generic ass looking fantasy uh, with muddy textures. Ah, it's uh, just like I know when. Um, before this was announced, Sony says they're going to be work or it's going to be more about Japanese third-party developers. And I know a lot of people were like, "Oh Jesus, are we going to see something to do with Silent Hill? Oh Jesus, are we going to see something to do with Silent Hill?" And obviously, it never happened. Fuck. Uh, there's a game that probably gets some people excited: uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star Battle. Uh, now, is that a completely new game, or is that a remaster of the PS3 game? That's what I want to know. It is a remake. 
Yes. So this is the one that we had in the bar one night where Scott was playing as a dude on a horse. Mm -hmm. Is it any good? I could not tell you because we were all (laughs) a couple of pints deep and (laughs) none of us had any idea what was going on. I remember my dude was also on a horse, but I could be knocked off my horse and I was a cripple then. So um, if I got knocked off my horse, I literally couldn't do much. And I remember everyone thought this was hilarious because I had no idea who I picked. And then Scott was just jump kicking everybody with his horse and he just completely won the game because nobody could get him off his horse because his horse also had machine guns and muscles and I was like, what the fuck is this? Was this the situation where you're sitting there trying to play this game and everyone around you is shouting JoJo references and you're like, what the fuck are you two people talking about? They may have been, they may have been, but See, I know me I, and the, the other side of the bar was too busy <laughs> laughing at the I, sheer mayhem of it. I think 2013's kind of before the JoJo fan base turned into a bunch of insufferable bollocks to the point where I'm not even going to watch the show because I don't I want no part of this. Mm. Uh, oh, so they, they were like the Rick and Morty fans before Rick and Morty? Yeah, before or after? I don't know. It, it just got such a... It like turned into like this just meme and you're like... Mm-hmm. What what is what is any of this? It, like, I've watched a wee bit of it, and it just seems to me like very standard shonen style anime, where it's like uh, fight the big fight, get beat, get stronger, go back, win fight, move on to the next thing. Um, yeah, it's weird as fuck, and all the characters are named after rock bands, but like, I don't know. Weird looking I think. But yeah. So that's coming to PS4 and 5 then? Hmm. So the biggest thing then <laughs> that was uh, shown would be a trailer for a new Capcom game with dinosaurs in it. I know it's not yep. what you think. No. Exoprimal. Um, at the start, let's be honest, we all thought it. We seen the doll with the red hair and we heard about dinosaurs and we were all, <gasps> holy shit, they're doing it. Man. And then we started seeing more and more of it. And we we're like, no, this can't be it. What if the this fuck? did not start out life as someone being, let's make a new dino crisis and then them making it. Uh, and then someone looking at what they were making and was like, boys, dino crisis was a survival horror with with dinosaurs and you've got them coming out of the falling out of the sky like rain and and a mm. fucking dino forecast for for dinosaur rain um that this is this is gonna get fucking whopped if we call this dino crisis so let's let's not call it dino crisis mm. that's what i think happened pure speculation i think you're 100 right i think you're 100 right there capcom doing something if you have capcom and you're doing something to do with dinosaurs. The first thing people are going to jump at is Dino Crisis. Of they course re- they, they are. They remember Dino Crisis 3. Oh yeah, they do. Be- because that that um, that was not received well because it was such a departure from... Yeah, it killed thing. Dino Crisis. It did. I. Um, but yeah, the, like that, that redhead woman... Just mm-hmm. looks like Regina from Dino Crisis, the, uh, the main character of the first two games. Mm-hmm. There's no way that's that's not her. 
<laughs> There's no way. So, uh, this seems to be a co-op game. Uh, yeah, co-op to me, it looks like a Left 4 Dead with dinosaurs. Uh, and, me- and you're driving a big mech suit. Mech suit. I mean, is this Anthem? Did they just make Anthem? With dinosaurs? Dino game? Anthem. <laughs> Here's the other thing, right? So the technology, you, like Dino Crisis, the whole thing is like, oh shit! They, you thought, you think it's a Jurassic Park situation, where it's like, oh, they're breeding dinosaurs, they've, you know, mm-hmm. dino DNA and all that, and it's all backfired. But no, it's actually they they invented time travel and they actually yes. brought dinosaurs. <laughs> That's what that fucking is in the sky. It's a big time warp thing, and there's like fifty yep. billion velociraptors falling out of it. <laughs> this is definitely Dino Crisis. I don't care what they fucking call it. Uh, the, 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 as you say, man, they were, they, somebody, some smart ass thought, hey, instead of doing like a Resi 2 Dino Crisis, what if we changed it up completely so, you know, it's fresh and new? And, you know, they, they were working away at it, and then some big head director guy came walking in and went, right, show me Dino Crisis. And they started showing him, and he went, no, I said, I said, I said Dino Crisis, where the fuck's Dino Crisis? That doesn't I mean, look uh, bad, like, but uh, changing it. <laughs> yeah, it'd be interesting, this. And, and kind of would also like to play a, you know, Resi 2 re- style remake of oh, Dino 100%. Crisis. I, I, would I know there's fans doing that out there. Uh, that old trick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. how we got the remake of 2. Yep. But uh, I, I mean, if as you said, it, it does look like a live game. We'll see what happens. But if this launches and it does well, at some point they are going to do a Dino Crisis crossover DLC shit or something like that. If you they don't, there she's, she's already in it. Well, yeah, they'll <laughs> they'll slightly change that skin so it's actually her or something. I don't know, but I. Uh, it 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 piqued my interest when I seen the hundreds and hundreds of dinosaurs and they're all fucking clamoring over each other and all and then there was T Rexes and Stegosaurus and all I was like, all right, this looks like silly fun mechs versus dinosaurs, but this a hundred percent started life as someone's idea of a new Dino Crisis. You're not fooling anyone, Capcom. No, not at all. Um couple of wee quick ones in before we move on to wrestling. Uh, Overwatch 2 is getting a close beta next month. You, you register for... How do you feel about that? kind of don't care, but... <laughs> <laughs> Have I moved on from Overwatch? Maybe. Uh, I love that game, too. So did I. But it's just... I feel like until they've cleaned themselves up, I don't really want to do anything with it. I think even beyond that, I think I had my time with Overwatch. I had a lot of fun, but, you know, you can't play the same shit forever. True. And to be honest, I don't know what the plans are with 2. Yeah, I'm still um, sort of not 100% on how any of this is going to work, so maybe this will mm. get explained. It's like, isn't this just, like, DLC? New maps? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, and remember that they were supposed to be making a System Shock 3. This isn't really that much news. Uh, so Warren Spector, the uh, guy responsible for System Shock and uh, Deus Ex, um, pretty prolific guy in this sort of 
that immersive RPG first person space kind of might want to say had a hand in creating the whole thing uh, he basically uh, I think he was asked about it and, and said uh, <laughs> we haven't worked on it since 2019 so which is a mad thought the chances of this coming out or being worked on, I don't know, unless it's Tencent that that owns it, the massive Chinese conglomerate. I don't know if they have someone actively development, but uh, yeah, definitely prepare yourself should for rename this. this not happening. What? They should rename it System Shock Forever. <laughs> <laughs> we all know how that turned out. We haven't got that that stage yet. 2015, this was announced. So seven years. Well, I don't know when they started working on it, but uh, uh, just in, in the, the at the same time, uh, Warren Spector, let us know what he thinks of NFTs. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, he he said, "Here's where I'm going to get in trouble." I'm literally going to have people giving me hell about what I'm about to say, but I, I really don't think I care. NFTs are ridiculous. I do not understand why anyone would want to climb on that bandwagon. Ownership of virtual goods that can be instantly reproduced in unlimited quantities. Who thinks that's a good idea? So NFTs, I have no interest. Good man. Good man, Warren. Yeah, I agree with him. <laughs> Uh, he's, he's apparently working on something as well, uh, but did not say what it is. We'll find out at some point. I have a quick random bit of news I just forgot about till you said working on something there very, very quickly. Uh, what would that be? So last year we announced that Free Radical, the Time Splitter Studio, had got back to get. Well, they were reformed and they were working on a yes, new Time Splitter. We made right? the official announcement before we had we the did. exclusive rights to that. We and did. We told the world. We <laughs> did. Um, so, for the last, oof, I'd say four or five years, there's been these fans that have been making this Time Splitters Rewind fan remake thing, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently, David Doak, the the head, well, one of the heads of Free Radical. Um, I was worried that this was going to go down to shut that down, but no, he sort of says, hey, do you want to come over here and work that with us? And so I don't know if we'll be getting, because everyone was thinking, right, what they'll do is they'll do like a remaster of the first three and then they'll do a, a new Time Splitters, but it looks like he's going to help these guys finish this fan remake of the original trilogy anyway. And then obviously I don't know what the plan is. So this Time Splitters Rewind could turn into something absolutely massive now. Because they've been working on this for years. Yeah. I, I, I never got the the reaction of uh, shut that down and, and delete all that shit. Um, mm-hmm. Because like you're, you've got a bunch of fans that are doing this with no monetary incentive at all. Which means... Mm-hmm. Just it, the love of the game. Yeah, it's fucking, it'll be pure, I don't know how good their execution, but their intentions will be the purest of intentions. It's like, I love this well, game, I'm going to make it so well without taking my I watched the last, um, I watched, just because I heard this, I watched the last sort of developer video they did, and Jesus, it's looking fantastic. It, it, they've kept that cool Time Splitters 
uh, art style, but it looks... Obviously, it doesn't look like it's a fucking AAA PS5 game, but it still looks a good, solid game. Like, And they've even, they even got the original voice actor to do all the, the voiceovers and stuff in the multiplayer mode. And I was like, holy fuck, if they've got this guy on board doing the voiceover, this shit's getting pretty serious now. So, yeah, I'm hoping that these fans finally get rewarded and... I don't know, don't know if they'll get jobs at Free Radical or whatever, but they may sort of get, hey, do you want to finish your Times Players Rewind under our umbrella? That'd be pretty damn cool. Yeah. Definitely. I've been keeping my eyes on this for years, and I don't know if it was ever going to get, get done. I've, I've sort of always sort of looked at it, went right, right, okay, boys, best of luck. Aye, okay, boys, best of luck. But now Doke himself has sort of popped in and went, hey, yeah, that mm. looks pretty good. Hey, do you want to finish uh, it? That's the the one thing with these projects is they they tend to never see an end. But then if you, you've got like mm. an actual, you know, a team, a guy who, uh, you know, does this shit for a living, come in and say, right, we can steer this towards being an actual finished thing. Mm. Um, it's all the better. Well, and the plan is, you see, they're going to do the entire three games as one. So instead of mm. having like separate times, but there's one, two, and yeah. three all the multiplayer maps and all the weapons and all the characters in one game. That'll be massive. Yeah. You, you wouldn't want to do it any other way though. No, just, just all the stuff, all the maps are, and if it, if it, if it leads to those guys, maybe getting paid. Yeah, definitely. hundred percent. Plus monkey assistant. Some of the old maps would be hilarious. <laughs> Monkey Assistant Online would be the best multiplayer mode ever. <laughs> so, yeah. Hopefully that does happen. So, yeah. Just, I heard about that this week and I f- forgot about that. Uh, so. Dynamite. Wrestling. I was not expecting... Like, w- w- this this week's Dynamite I thought was absolutely fantastic, but I have to admit, I went in with a sort of, oh dear, under, because they hadn't announced a lot was happening, oh and I was sort of thinking, yeah, I just, you know, the way, because Revolution was so fucking good, I was like, yeah, there's no fucking way. Every, like, the Dynamite after the pay-per-view, where you get to see the, the consequences of everything that happened. Yeah, and, yeah. I don't know why I'd, I sort of went in just with this sort of, uh, because I think the first thing, obviously when Jericho was coming out, I was like, Ah, oh, jeez, here we go. Mm. And this this segment was absolutely amazing. We, we got a, a lot of new stuff starting here, and this this being one of the, the new things mm-hmm. that started. And yeah, fucking Eddie Kingston, hey. Eddie Kingston, hey. He don't try and be a smart-ass fan in front yeah. of Eddie Kingston. He'll fucking shut your ass down. What the fuck are you thinking? Watton, Eddie Kingston, of all people. Aye. He shut them down so fast. Buried them. Buried them. Fucking hell. And it's such a genuine like reaction. Turn around. He's like, have a bit of fucking respect. Uh, I'm actually talking about real stuff here. Shut the fuck up. Um, mm. Was it as good as Moxley's? <laughs> Get that guy the fuck out of here. <laughs> uh, piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Don't know if ever... To me, I think that's that is because some people say, "Oh, you're supposed to remain professional, all the rest of it." And you're like, "Dude, you're watching a show, and I get it. It's a show with audience participation and all the rest of it." But 
don't pay a deck and try and take over the show. It's right. So it's fine if people chant and and uh, and stuff like that to cheer or boo face to see. It doesn't really fucking matter mm-hmm. um, as long as it's within the context of the show. Um, mm-hmm. it, or if someone's really shite, then let them know. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Eddie King's just starting to talk and chanting that 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 what. That is one of the worst things Steve Austin gave to wrestling is that fucking <laughs> what bullshit. It was fine when he was doing it with people and people chatting yeah, along with him. But when now, he was doing it. But but now where you're just interrupting uh, and just being obnoxious for the sake of it. I mean, it's no secret. Like Everyone will always say, it's like, I hate fucking obnoxious wrestling fans. It's like every wrestling fan says that. So, but where are they then? Who, who's, who's the ones doing it? Mm. But uh, I, Eddie put these boys well in their place. They shut up after. Hey? Yep. Because <laughs> well, the entire crowd turned around and boo, you fucking dicks. Uh, <laughs> the whole crowd let them know where I would hit them and sitting. I had hit the bin then, boys, and imagine just the whole crowd turning and looking at you. Oh, you've been beat for uh, it. Yeah, they, but they deserve this, it. This, oh, I did, I. But this segment was excellent, because obviously it, came to, it started with Jericho basically saying that uh, it had been weighing on his mind that he didn't live up to his end of the bargain. He didn't shake Eddie's hand, and he felt bad, so he called Eddie out. Eddie came out, and Eddie started giving a very real promo about his past and everything else. And uh, so you know, he puts the microphone down then and Jericho says, well, listen, I want to make amends. I want to, I, I do respect you. And, you know, you've, you've taken down the biggest, as he calls himself, the big fish in AEW and all the rest of it. So Jericho puts the hand out and Eddie shakes his hand. Crowd's really happy. And then 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come tearing down. And obviously they've been feuding with these two anyway. This is how that whole thing kicked off, to be honest. So I thought, all right, this, this I was thinking to myself, right, this is going to be like an Eddie fucking Jericho team up thing um, mm. obviously 2.0 are getting the, the better because they have the numbers so Santana and Ortiz come down Ortiz brings Jericho's bat uh, the numbers start playing up and they get wee Garcia and Santana's holding him and Jericho's got the bat and then Jericho wheel Santana <laughs> and I was like oh fuck this is brilliant <laughs> Jericho snaps and starts beating the shit out of Santana Ortiz and <laughs> Kingston Uh it had to happen. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, okay, like this this sort of saves the whole Jericho situation for me. Anyway, um, we're we're sort mm-hmm. of getting to that anyway. Um, but I, I wanna I wanna read out what Kingston said because it's just fucking. Like, is he just coming up with this off the top of his head? Because it's amazing. Um, so he says, "Look, Chris, we're going to get real deep." Folks, this Friday mm-hmm. night, before the biggest night of career, I didn't want to show oh, up. Oh, that's right. I wanted to go out and drink because, Chris, you got my mind. I've lost to Punk, Mox, Miro. I've always lost a big one. You know what gave me the courage? When I had four separate people come up to me at FanFest who said they didn't end themselves because they read my piece in the Players' Tribune. After I cried in my hotel room because I wanted to make those people proud, um... For those people at FanFest, I hope he did you proud. He does also say something about, uh, yeah, I cried, so what? I'll still beat you up. But just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just, <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> uh, see, Chris, that handshake wasn't for me. That handshake was for you. What are you missing inside yourself that made you not shake my hand? That sounds like Chris Jericho problem. 
you know what, Chris? No matter what anyone else says, in the back on Twitter, you proved everyone wrong because you're still number one. But but is that enough to fill the hole in your chest? That's the question you gotta answer, partner. It's <laughs> <laughs> a fucking good shit, eh? It was amazing. Fantastic promo. Eddie is so fucking good. And it, it, it was... It was clever the way he did it. It's like it's not an Eddie Kingston thing; it's a Chris Jericho thing. Mm. And obviously, that that this is what made me think again. It, this suckered me into the whole oh, Eddie and Jericho are going to team up after that promo. Oh, this is going to be fucking brilliant! And uh, did you see this coming? Mm. I'll put my hand no, up. Say I didn't. No. After after Eddie's promo, I did didn't expect that. I, I, no, I didn't. I didn't didn't see it coming though. No. Um, I, 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 when I saw uh, 2.0 and Daniel Garcia come out, I thought, oh, well, here we go. Six man, Eddie and, and Jericho are going to team up against these two, three, three mm. with someone else. And then I was like, oh, fuck. Right. <laughs> and Jake Hager comes out. Hager. <laughs> he, he's all like, what the fuck? And then just goes, okay, then I'll, 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 I'll help to. Uh, Whatever you say, boss. <laughs> What else are you gonna do with Hager? Like, Hager's no. lost without Jericho. He really like he's he is. the one one guy. Um, he's uh, look as you say, he's in fantastic shape, but uh, he's he's he needs someone to be his boss. He's a he's a henchman. Yeah, and uh, it, yeah, he's a heater. That's mm-hmm. that's why they call him the heater. That's what a heater mm-hmm. does. Um, and then what's the new group name? The Jericho Appreciation Jericho Society. Appreciation Society. <laughs> Jazz. I do like how he said this is the Jericho Appreciation Society and then points at everyone lying about and that's entertainment. <laughs> Calling back that to the good. you know the, the other promo they did with the if you want entertainment yep. go down the block. That was good. So yeah, yeah. Jericho yeah. full heel, happy with that. I think Kingston might be one of the best promos in the business. Not AEW, mm-hmm. in the whole the whole shebang. Well, you think about it. He does his promo. He, he, I don't know if he comes up with beforehand or he just walks out there and just says what's on his mind. He's he's unbelievable. You know, there's guys who've been sort of rehearsing promos in the mirror and stuff. Kingston comes across. I don't know if he does, but he comes across like he's just talking. And I think that's the big thing that makes Kingston sound so good when he's doing his promos. He doesn't sound like he's rehearsed a goddamn thing. It just sounds like it's naturally just coming out of him. Yeah, hundred percent. Nail on the head. That's that's what what makes him good. He like comes across as genuine. Mm. Uh, <laughs> were you expecting uh, an AEW title match? <laughs> Fuck no. Being the first match. <laughs> After a promo, this was weird. Why did this happen? Uh, I, 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 there was no no call for it at all. Ah, but it, there's no denying it was a damn good match. Though. It, it was a good match, but you don't have your top title being defended right in the middle <laughs> of a dynamite. And you can say it was Unless the first match, the... but it wasn't the first segment, so that doesn't count. Uh, maybe this is something they're they're planning to. Do I don't know, or that like I said, it's, it's, it was a weird thing, but they don't do anything by accident in the AW, mm. they definitely don't. A no build title, myself. Mm. 
Uh, I don't know. I think it's. I think maybe it was like, a, oh fuck, Dante Martin's while high up in these rankings. Uh, we better uh, just give him a title match and have him lose, so we can put him back down the bottom, and then he can go do his tag stuff. I don't know. Uh, and then after we get Adam Cole, which was the real reason for the whole thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Although I did like Hangman's wee thing too, Dante. Though that was pretty cool. Yeah. Till Adam Cole cool. interrupted. Ah, chump. Yeah, so there we're, we're having a six-man tag match next week, which has a few sort of things to it. So yeah. who's Adam Cole picking? Um, he didn't pick the Bucks. He picked Red Dragon, nope. didn't he? But the, he it, did he made the it, Bucks. He made it sound like he was describing the Bucks. Yes, but the book said anything to do with Hangman. They don't want anything to do with it. Yes. Um, and then uh, Paige, Hangman, mm. did not pick any of the Dark Order. Nope. Luchasaurus. His reason being that he thought it was going to be the Bucks that Adam Cole picked, so Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy want a piece of them again after uh, mm. Revolution. So the wee bit of animosity with the Dark Order. Alright, so since we had one great promo, I bet we do another one. Um, so we get our first match with uh, Brian Danielson and Moxley together with William Regal. Mm. Uh, versus JD Drake and Anthony Henry, the, the work horseman. The work horseman, that was the old Ring of Honor tag team. <laughs> Um, so yeah, like this is pretty much a given that Danielson and Moxie won this one. Ah, decent match. Um, it was like, Jay. I think I really like JD Drake. I think he's JD very good. Drake's fantastic. Yeah. Is he ever going to be world champion? No, but most people aren't. So, nah, I enjoy him. And I really like the wingman though, and I think he's just the odd one out that works the best though because he's so yeah. odd. Yeah. <laughs> um. So Tony Schiavone is in to, to <laughs> interview William Regal and everything gets very emotional all over again. Mm. Um, Fuck you forget how big Regal is. Oh, he's really tall. <laughs> he dwarfs yeah. Schiavone. Like. <laughs> it's my, Regal's another one that's had, like, talking about Scott Hall earlier, mm. Regal's another guy you put in that same... You know, underappreciated and had a hard fucking life of just battles with drugs and alcohol. Like, he's 10 years younger than Sting. That's mad. Hey? 10 years younger than Sting. Sting's in the ring doing this shit and mm-hmm. I don't think Regal could. I don't just don't no. think he could. Um, so it, it was great to see him in the ring with Tony Schiavone. Um, you know, he says, I'm 50 years, 53 years old now. I live more than a hard life with battles with self and battles in the ring. Too many broken bottles and a few broken hearts. What am I here to do with these incredible gentlemen here? It's the first time that I actually get to thank you, Tony, on camera, because 29 years ago when I got here, you were someone that really helped me out. Um, yeah. You can see like, he, he does break down in tears while, while thinking he does, uh, Shivani and his... he, tr- 
he's he obviously tries to keep it sort of together with a bit of humor and stuff because i love the fact that he's all i see you've still not been able to find a suit that fits you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah he's clearly breaking down this is obviously a big moment for him with yeah. the man who obviously helped him get into the business and here he is in the ring with him on tv it, it was obviously a big big deal for him but he then he cuts this great promo on for Danielson, basically calling him the perfect wrestler and all. It was yeah. really well done. I love the way he does like all the stuff he said about Danielson and um, his name being used to compare him and uh, he's he's the perfect wrestler. And then turns to Mossy, and then there's you. <laughs> <laughs> then there's you. Mark's still like, doing his fucking marching back and forward thing, you know. And then eleven years ago I met you. <laughs> and for a whole year the psychological and physical problems that we put upon each other we'd make the devil cry um, so he's uh, referring to NXT which he ran mm. for long ass time uh, yeah so he basically puts everyone on notice uh, just a warning to every person steps to the ring with him you will not like the outcome you either step up or get stepped on brilliant Good stuff. And then there was a bunch of matches. <laughs> Who cares about the ah, match, yes. right? <laughs> there was there was matches. Uh we get Pac versus Wheeler Yuta. Some Danhausen action. <laughs> Not hiding this time, he just came out. No, I was really hoping there would be a bit of a bit of banter between Alex Apprehentis and Danhausen, though that would be fantastic. <laughs> But I love the fact that there's a match going on in the ring, and obviously Danhausen's just outside the ring, doing his doing his wee thing and all the rest of it. And there's still chance for him, and he's not even doing anything yet. It's, when he finally gets a match, that roof's gonna come off. I yeah, he's wearing his gear now, so mm. I don't know how much he's, he's got fancy new gear playing. that Tony Elite paid for. <laughs> So he has, um, but obviously this was a fantastic match. Wheeler Yuta is a—he's going to be a huge deal, and yep. obviously, pack is pack, fucking hell. Like I know William Regal called um, Danielson the perfect wrestler, but uh, uh, I think Pack actually takes that title for me. Pack is just—he's is, is just a perfect human being. He's, it, there's nothing he cannot do. How perfect human being? <laughs> he is. He, he fucking is. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. So, FTR uh, backstage. They fired mm. Tully. What the fuck? Just out of nowhere. <laughs> no build-up for nothing. Just get out of here. So, is is the... What do you call MGFs? The pinnacle? Is that just like, fucked out? Like, they haven't mentioned it in ages uh, either. So. Well, it was mentioned this week, just uh, by, obviously, we'll talk about with Wardlow, but uh, it hasn't been sort of spoke of in a while. Um, and I kind of like the whole thing with because Tully's just obsessed with getting the gold and Dax and Cash are like, no, 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 I got, we've got shit to sort out before we go for these championships. I got We got scores to settle at all. And Tully's all, no, 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 gold. And they're like, nah, get the fuck. We got shit to do. Hmm. So where does Tully go from here? Does he join Arn? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fucking team title run. 
<laughs> Broccoli. Mail two managers. Uh, so the AHFO, thank fuck we don't have to call them that. Anyway, uh, uh, had a board yep. meeting in a ring, which is weird. Yep. But who, who's the, anyway, um, so they have a vote. They get rid of Matt Hardy and private party turn on Matt Hardy and they beat Matt mm-hmm. Hardy up. And then Sting comes yep. out and they beat Sting and Darby up. Then Jeff Hardy comes out and everyone runs away. Do you know what made me laugh about this though? <laughs> so no, way, obviously Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy comes out and he do, he always does this wee dance coming to the ring. Oh right, this is the Matt giving him shit for that. <laughs> it's like I'm getting my I ass d- kicked and you're dancing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Matt Hardy's literally getting beat up, but he still has to give a wee dance to the crowd. <laughs> Oh, that was funny that they acknowledged that, though. That was really well done. <laughs> but yeah, right, so, so we have the Hardys back together. And with the, the Hardy music, no less. Yeah. I didn't know that that was just public stock music. Yeah, you can license it. That's mad, eh? Um, and obviously uh, Darby and Jeff are having this cool wee stare down moment. And then the camera pans this thing. And I just the moment it happened, I went, "Oh yes, thanks for looking at him." Going, "Ah, oh, fuck, not this guy." <laughs> was but that I'm, last, I'm pretty has, sure. Would that, would that have been the last time they were in the ring together? The time where? No, 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 no. Ah, okay. They, they, they well cleared that up. Uh, Fair enough. I mean, uh, Jeff was Jeff was in the title picture when Sting was leaving TNA, and him and Sting were having back and forwards and stuff. So right, right. Uh, well, uh, no, no fuck ups this time. It, it, uh, Jeff looks good. Uh, gives us a mm-hmm. gives us a nice swanton. Um, do you see the way Darby's been looking at him though? Yeah, it, it's, it's almost like sort of reverence in his face. I don't know, you know, because to to me, I think Jeff Hardy is a much better parallel to Darby than Sting. Hundred mm-hmm. percent. So, so who knows what'll happen there? Well, obviously, they used to call uh, Jeff the charismatic enigma. Yeah. And JR's always calling Darby the strange enigma. So, it, it's, it's, it's a, and obviously, Jeff was known for just throwing himself into shit and putting his body on the line, very much like Darby. So, I, mm, as, it, mm. as you said, them two make way better sort of uh, mirror opposites than... Then I get you know Sting paints his face and done the whole dark broody thing, which yeah. has a little bit of Darby, but Jeff, Jeff definitely well. makes more sense. Mm, true. Wonder will he keep up the the face painting? He hasn't hasn't had any. I suppose it's not a match. He only really does that for matches. He does. I. Uh, we're backstage with uh, the new signing. Well, Jeff Hardy, uh, Swear Strickland. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tony Nice is going to be his first opponent on Rampage uh, and then we get the Wardlow interview so mm. uh, basically <laughs> I didn't think they'd be he'd be so like just fucking hard cut off with this it's like I'm, I'm done <laughs> I'm done with Max ah. fuck you Max fuck this <laughs> <laughs> well he says it was the slap the slap put him over the edge that was it but uh, it's Crazy how well spoken and and literate he is 
you know, you obviously see Wardley coming out just murdering people, mm. and then he gets into the ring and he's just this. He's he's he stays so calm the whole thing. Again, you would expect him to be a big shouty promo guy, but he doesn't until right to the end when he's talking about Max and how he's going to be a title holder next week. So I like the fact they just didn't come out and start shouting and, and roaring. He, he sort of starts the whole calm thing about it and how it was just business for him and how Max made him a lot of money and all. So it, it was pretty cool the way they went through that. Yeah, he says, Max, you paid me well, but it doesn't give you the right to threaten my family or put your hands on me. And yes, I'm still under contract to Max, but I no longer give a damn. And a, re- <laughs> a revolution It was my way of showing I'm no longer watching Max's back. I'm no longer a member of the Pinnacle. I'm finally free. So, yeah. And I say, Max, I hope you're as intelligent as you claim to be. And release me from this BS contract. And in return, I'll wash my hands of you. <laughs> I would love to powerbomb Max, but I refuse to waste an hour three years of my life. Uh, I'm not <laughs> stopping with the TNT title. After years of giving it, it's time that I take. Letting everyone know that all elite wrestling is Wardlow's world. Mm. Big man's finally unleashed. I don't think he takes a TNT title this time. Mm, no, someone's good. Max is gonna. <laughs> yeah, this is a big feud coming now. And <laughs> uh, then we got QT making the biggest mistake of his life, <laughs> challenging Keith Lee. <laughs> what are you thinking? <laughs> I love Keith Lee's line, though, where he's all, I can watch your back. And Keith Lee's like, I have a pretty big back, so uh, no, you're okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Tag team titles are on the line as well, this match. Yep. Gets the acclaimed. Weird. (laughs) Just coming off the pay-per-view, it's like, defend them again. And the champs are out first. (laughs) Yeah. But I guess that's but then that's for Max Caster yeah. can't really uh, do his diss rap on an empty ring. <laughs> we wouldn't have the same. Yeah, but Jungle Boy Luchasaurus wins this one. No balls. Great match, too. Good match. Fucking great match. Fucking good. Um, Jungle Boy Luchasaurus for like, yeah, probably wouldn't have give much to them at the start looking at them say oh they're just a joke act but they're one of the most exciting tag teams to watch just the, the dynamic of Jungle Boy being you know very agile and, and Luchasaurus just doing stuff you don't usually see big men do with all the, the kicks mm. and, and whatnot. I think they have the, the same curse as the Young Bucks I think they're going to not be able to do a bad match uh, right must be tough must be terrible. <clears throat> so we have our uh, legit Layla Hurst going up against Thunder Rosa for the chance at the AEW Women's World Champion. We know Thunder Rosa Revolution got pretty fucking screwed out of her shot. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, this pretty much goes as we thought about Thunder Rosa wins here. And I did say, oh, they'll do something like a cage match. They're doing a cage match. <laughs> a year to the day of their uh, thing match as well. Their lights out match. Yeah. If Rosa doesn't win this, she's never winning. This is this. Ah, it's either true. now or never that, that she wins this. Yep. Um, it's weird. 
I think you would have set this up to be at Revolution. Like, have her have mm. a title match before Re- Revolution and set this up so it's the cage match for the pay-per-view. But, eh, getting this, uh, getting it next week. So we're going to see a, a solid steel cage on TV. Mm. I suppose that'll make people tune in as well, won't it? That's you the thing. You got to keep so. your TV show. Yeah, you got to keep your TV yeah, yeah, show yeah, exciting, yeah. not just your pay per views. Yeah, true, true. Main event: title versus streak. Sammy Guevara versus Scorpio Sky, who has not been beaten since for a year. Don't think he's wrestled yep. that much, but still counts. So this is an interesting one. Um, so the guy that won the previous Face of the Revolution match and lost his TNT shot is now getting another one a year later. Mm-hmm. But wins this time. So now he mm. is going to be facing the winner of this year's Face of the Revolution, which is Wardlow. So we're going to um, have Scorp and Wardlow. Yeah. What did this, you think of the match in general? Uh, I know that the Sammy Tay stuff, the leaning real fucking into it, is probably getting a bit old. wasn't wasn't done on the best terms anyway. You probably should leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to comment on what happened or what did not happen, but like, come on. Uh, see to me I know they've briefly sort of done the whole Brit and Adam Cole thing right but there is quite a few couples in AEW that have never sort of there's couples in wrestling that have never even sort of crossed each other the Brit and Adam Cole thing is fine because like they, they don't lay it on too thick um and there's no drama around, like they've been a couple for years. There's no drama mm. around their coupleness. Mm. Um, I don't know if they're try- are they trying to go full on fucking Matt Hardy Angelina on this shit, but like, um, mm. no, but it's it's just this whole. It's 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 a hard one because like you don't know what really happened, but the the way the timings are around things, mm. like it doesn't look too good. You have to say like, ah, that looks pretty suspect. Um, I'm obviously mm. referring to his fiance Pam, who he broke up with, and now he's going out with Tay Conti. And yes, you can say, oh, this is our private lives. It's like guys you're literally making youtube videos and taking people's money from watching this stuff you can't turn around yeah don't uh, no one should be sending hateful fucking messages to ty conti or anything like that so Mm -hmm. uh, but it's it's just the the the, she's always there with the 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 whole sammy thing are they doing this real weird power couple shit on tv now um and then obviously she got in the face of Paige Van Zandt as well. So is she being mm. the, uh, the brandy replacement there, which is fine. I guess so. Well, at least she can actually wrestle. That's true. Don't know what what Paige can do, but we'll I guess we'll see. Mm. 
But yeah, I guess you'll have the Sammy Guevara trying to feud with Scorpio Sky, and you'll have Paige Van Sant feuding with Ty Conte, maybe? I don't know if Sammy will f- feud with Scorpio or not. Who knows? I say that it's a shame the the whole again. This is a very personal thing. It's like it it the definitely the whole situation for for me anyway. Like it took a shine off Sammy a bit. Uh, I don't mm. know, like he's still fantastic wrestler. He's brilliant in the ring, but like stop watching his vlog, which had got really fucking kind of got really weird anyway. Um, like yeah. It's really just him and his friends putting on these really half-assed skits that are trying to be like, you know, in BT, you feel like there's yeah. some sort of effort in there, but like nine times out of ten with Sammy, it's just an oddly cut together, them sitting in the stands just talking shit, and you're like, what are you What are you fucking doing? The thing about it was, though, his vlog didn't start like that. His vlog was no, an actual vlog. It was a very, like... It was very sincere. Here's what we do. Yeah, it was very sincere. It was about him making his way in wrestling. And now it's like he's trying to... Well, the Bucks are able to do that. They have those parts. And then they also do the... They do their silly skits and that. um, Mm. And and that's always the way that BT's been. And it it works. But um, yeah, Sammy's vlog just got into being just fucking silly nonsense it's not that funny most of the time um and the funniest okay. shit he was doing was when he was with qt and qt was just burying people yeah yeah that that stuff was was good um but i don't need to see more griff garrison no that's <laughs> fucking hell i hate that guy <laughs> i can't stand him hey and we have dan housen's vlog now in a way to replace it so it's all good true <laughs> Well, that's been, oh man, oh his fucking numbers are through the roof. Yeah. Oh, I know he was already oh, had a vlog, but it's like uh, it's all it's almost like he didn't. It was usually him talking over him filming and stuff, but it's now it's proper proper wrestling vlog now that he's that he's in uh, AW. Um, I will say, great to see Scorpio Sky win this. Ah, so, uh, he he to me he's very underrated. He is, yeah. He's their first. He's their first uh, two different type of champion. Yes, tag 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 champion with uh, Frankie Kazarian, and he he is the TNT champion. Do you think he ble- he beats Wardlow? I I think we're right that Max is going to fuck Wardlow up. Yeah, because it'd be a shame for him just be this tr- transitional champion. Where he nah, keeps the belt he's way him. too good for that shit. He is, he's right. way too good for that. He's unbelievable. And now down the line. I wonder, will there be any friction with him and Ethan Page? Hmm. Because... Do you know what I would like to see down the line? Hmm. I'd like to see Scorpio have a match with Frankie Kazarian. Yeah, that'd be good, because we didn't really get... uh, There there wasn't a real... There wasn't any animosity with the the split. It was the the Bucks that ended up splitting them by by beating them. Uh, But... Mm. Uh, Scorpio had kind of just faded away, mm-hmm. like just drifted away from them. Um, yeah, it'd be nice to see see them come face to face for whatever reason. Yeah, maybe Frankie gets a shot at the TNT title. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Um, 
so Rampage was not a ton happened here. We had uh, a lady horse match. We had a lady horse match. We had well, we had Darby Allen versus Mark Quentin first, which was yeah, was yeah. Uh, pretty much what you expect out of them too. A lot of high flying, high speed madness. Yeah, and then we've we've got uh, was now the AFO coming down, mm. and then Matt and Jeff came out in full fucking Hardy mode. Yep, it's the Hardy boys, <laughs> uh, and uh, even up the odds. Yeah. There's gonna be some cool dream tag team matches there. Hey? What are we? What are you looking forward to seeing? I can't wait to see the Hardys in the box, obviously, because two two brothers will always be good. Hardys and Lucha Bros will be good. Hardys FTR will be good. Um, there's, there's so many fucking tag team matches. It'll be amazing. Mm. Hardys Private Party will definitely have to happen. Oh yes, hundred percent. Jesus Christ, uh, that'll be a fucking amazing match too, because. Obviously, the private party will be wrestling their wrestling heroes, and Matt Hardy and Jeff will be wrestling two guys that they've obviously been working with for the last, I don't know, five, ten years, maybe. So, that's, but the whole thing with Matt and Jeff and private party has been going on long before AEW, apparently. So, that'll be, that'll be one hell of a match. Hmm. Yeah. They're going to, they'll, they'll make us wait for the, Hardy's books, I think. Mm-hmm. And Hardy's won the last one, didn't they? In Ring of Honor. Yes, the Ring of Honor. <clears throat> so Dan Lambert backstage with Men of the Year. Uh, Scorp's got his new title. He ditched the other belt, which good. Yep. No reason for having those two belts. He, he gave it to Dan Lambert, so he just needs the one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's he's defending two titles on Wednesday, his TNT title and his streak. So I definitely see that Ethan's just still behind him. They're not going to, there's doesn't seem to be any jealousy there yet. Nah. Uh, yeah. Lady Haas match, Jamie Hader versus Mer- Mercedes Martinez. They just, just beat the fucking shit out of each other. They did. <laughs> see that, uh, that top rope German were, Fucking hater just landed on her neck. Hey, Oof. Mm. that was oh. <laughs> those ones make you wince. Hey? They do. Uh, and then after this match, Britt does her shit. Um, mm-hmm. it's gonna. Oh, wait. Uh, yeah, it's probably mentioned first that uh, hater won this. Um, big ass through shenanigans, fucking clothesline, too. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Rebel with the, the assist. Um, is that the Hater's finisher? Is it a, a Lariat? Ah, it's just a huge big Lariat. Oh, big Stan Hansen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Brett Baker goes to do more to Martinez. Thunder was a comes on and down um, to make the save. Cage match on Wednesday, so we're not going to get any uh, Rosa Martinez tag tagging action, I guess. You guess not. And then we have Keith Lee versus QT Marshall. <laughs> Basking his glory. Basking his glory. Um, and then we we get Ricky Starks and Powerhouse Hobbs coming running down 
uh, after mm. Keighley wins and takes out the rest of the, the, the factory. Um, no way. <laughs> oh, they just don't like him. <laughs> That's it. Um, but it looks like we're going to get some Keithley versus Hobbs. Oh, I'll be up for that big time. That'll be good. Um, and then Shane Swerve Strickland versus the Premier Athlete Tony Nice. This was a very good match. Uh, very was good. Rampage where Sheeta cut her promo? Sorry. Shit. Yes, you're right. Uh, it's not mentioned here, though. Um, yeah. Uh, she'd uh, cut a promo in English, basically saying she's, she's out to uh, do some murdering. She's going to murder yep, Dean. She's going she's gonna to cut her head off. She, you might break my knee again, but I will cut your head off. <laughs> and I would believe that she owns a sword. Yep. Yep. That yeah, is a great rivalry, though. Good promo from she uh, she It's like get her back in, and oh, did you see? Um, well, Tokyo Joshi Pro Wrestling tweeted out the English account, um, and then had to hastily delete the tweet, um, saying farewell to Yuka Sakazaki for a while because she's headed to AEW. <laughs> Yay! So we're gonna. She's awesome. We're going to have some magical girl action soon. Um, Class. Um, but yeah, Shane Strickland. Mm-hmm. This, was, this was a good showcase of what he's capable of. He's fantastic. A lot of... I, I haven't seen a ton of him. Um, like, I think I haven't seen as far in Lucha Underground. Is he, did he come in pretty late as Killshot? Season 2. See, well, it's not late, but I haven't seen past season one, so. Mm. Uh, and I don't watch WWE, but yeah, he's he's fucking good, and he's got tons of charisma. Yep. Uh, he's a very different character because obviously, as, as when he was in Lucha, he was this deadly serious soldier type guy, and seeing him coming to the ring just looking so suave and cool and relaxed, I was like, oh, this will be very different, actually. But yeah. then he gets in the ring and he's just himself, and it's like, right, okay, he's yeah. still a badass in the so ring. I was going to say, I, I, think, I think the the persona outside the ring there, I think this is, this is him. This is just, just him. him. This, so, so, like, he does his own music, too. So that's... that. He does. That, that's his music. It, is he just kind of a replacement for Leo Rush, then? <laughs> Would he have, would he have uh, got this job if Leo Rush was still there? He's talented enough. Oh fuck yeah! Yeah, there's no doubt there that like, um, like watching this match, he, he definitely is. Um, mm. And he's always said himself, he he just he just loves doing his job. So yeah, I don't think he'll get too much of a any drama or anything out of him. So. No, Jesus. Well, said, uh, the Leroy stuff's weird as people give him shit for quitting. I was like, man, if, mm. if your head's in that sort of place where it's like, like, why would you force yourself through and just cause yourself more damage? Yeah, I know back, people have always said... Sorry. I, was just, I know people always said that Leo was... He's always been struggling with his mental health and mm. maybe he did... For, maybe he just thought to himself, oh, I'll just... I'll just try and force my way through this and get on with it. But he obviously still needs to get himself sort of yeah. get himself some help and 
I like he's still doing indie shows, so I don't know what the crack was with AEW and maybe never will. Um, mm. And I hope it's not anything to do with the uh, you know the the Swole tweet because yeah, that was that was a shitty one from uh, from Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, if Leo Rush wants to leave wrestling and come back fifty thousand times, and that's he can do that it doesn't matter it doesn't mm. it doesn't affect anybody um yeah and that, that was rampage mm, obviously uh swerve gets the wind um just speaking oh, yeah. of swerve though um uh obviously i was on the the, the twitters and stuff and i i didn't know this was a thing but apparently cm punk enjoys photo bombing people when they're getting their publicity shots you know, when they join the company. Right. And uh, there's one where, where Swerve's standing, and, you know, he's looking dead cool and all. And then there's just this big blurry punk jumping in with his hands up, smiling. <laughs> and then the next photo is just him and Rush laughing together, and then this punk walking away, leaving. And you're like, apparently this is a normal thing punk will like to do now when someone's getting their publicity shots. He just dives in. Always like when uh, um, Ethan Page's vlog... And him and Scorpio are uh, oh, yeah. just fucking about. And then the guy I just starts that. taking pictures while they're just randomly talking. Then he'll just intersperse yep. the, the picture. We like Dan Housen in He always tries to get someone with him, though, because I think the last one I seen was when he had the bunny and they're all just taking these yeah. photos. But that's obviously his whole thing as well, because he, he says he always tries to change the photos up for their entrance video. So uh, I see why they do that, but uh, even pages I never too even noticed that. Mm-hmm. Ah, uh, oh, fuck. That's what the photos are always about. They try and change them up every week when they do their entrance video. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it, was there an entrance with Dan Housen in their entrance video? Or I don't know to use them photos. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Housen took one of those photos. He did. He did. But um, oh, we forgot to mention very quickly Punk's promo as well. As we vignette backstage, basically saying anyone who thinks they want oh, the yeah, old yeah, Punk yeah, better yeah. think again. Yeah, I wonder what that means. Don't piss me off is what I took from it. <laughs> you need the old Punk. Though. We don't, like, we, <laughs> need, we want you want heel Punk. Like, <laughs> Is like he's great as a face, but as a heel, it's just something else. Uh, I, I think what pretty much uh, from what I've taken, even from people talking about him and just interviews and stuff, at this moment in time, he's just having the time of his life. Mm. He's enjoying being back, and I think he's he's too good a mood to be heel at the moment. <laughs> Which well, I guess makes sense if you're going into work smiling every day and then go right get out there and be angry. You'd be like, I'll try. <laughs> Just walking out smiling. It's all up to who who goes up against next. I, I suppose um, definitely the stuff he done with Max is the the best shit he's done so far um, since his ah. return. But yeah, we'll see. And with that, uh, I think we will call that an episode and mm-hmm. end this. So, until next time, bye. Bye.